What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Buffalo Sabres and how they did at the NHL draft over this past weekend. Also, I'm going to play GM slash coach. I'm going to sign some free agents and try to come up with a lineup that I believe could potentially get the Sabres back in playoff contention. Stick around. This is going to be one fun episode. All right, let's kick off this show like we always do with some top stories from around sports in the MLB. David Ortiz has been moved out of the ICU at Massachusetts General Hospital, his wife said in a statement. Ortiz was shot in the back at a bar in the Dominican Republic on June 9th. In the NBA, the NBA draft was held June 20th, and as expected, the New Orleans Pelicans made Zion Williamson the first overall pick. Unfortunately, none of the draft-eligible players from the University at Buffalo Bulls were drafted. Although C.J. Massenburg was signed as an undrafted free agent with the Brooklyn Nets, and also Nick Perkins was signed with the L.A. Lakers as an undrafted free agent, both of them will play this year in the NBA Summer League. In the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights re-signed William Carlson to an eight-year, $47 million deal with an annual average value of $5.9 million. My gosh, what an absolute steal for the Vegas Golden Knights as they lock up Carlson long-term. Also in the NHL, the NHL draft was held over this past weekend, June 21st and June 22nd. And of course, as speculated, the New Jersey Devils make center Jack Hughes the first overall pick. The New Jersey Devils also make a big splash by acquiring defenseman P.K. Subban in exchange for two prospects, both defensemen, one Steven Santini and the other Jeremy Davies, to go along with a second-round pick from from this past year's draft and a second-round pick in the 2020 draft. Also, during the uh, NHL draft, Uh, Tampa Bay traded JT Miller to Vancouver in exchange for a conditional first-round pick in 2020 and a third-round pick in 2019 and goalie prospect Merrick Mazanek. Toronto dumped some of their salary this year also, uh, freeing up some cap space for them to be able to sign uh, Mitch Marner uh, as they traded away veteran Patrick Marlowe to the Carolina Hurricanes along with a conditional 2020 first-round pick in exchange for a sixth in 2020. That's going to do it for top stories from around sports in this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. You should stick around, though, because we're going to go over the 2019 draft class for the Buffalo Sabres, and we're also going to jump into a little bit of free agency and who I think the Buffalo Sabres need to go after in free agency Uh, to be relevant, and to be a potential playoff team. All right, welcome back to episode number 22 of Sports Talk Buffalo. Let's jump right into things and start talking about the 2019 draft class for the Buffalo Sabres. Now, the Sabres sat 7th overall in this draft, and there was talk, and Botterill, uh, Jason, uh, GM Jason Botterill did confirm that the Buffalo Sabres did attempt to move higher in the draft to attain the player that they wanted, 
but nobody was biting at the opportunity um, to move down and possibly gain some more draft picks. Everybody kind of wanted to sit right where they were. And it it appeared that the Sabres got their consolation prize. Um, moving up, I since they took a center moving up, I would have assumed that the Sabres wanted Turcotte. But, of course, uh, the Sabres did go ahead and select center Dylan Cousins. He is six foot three, 183 pounds out of the WHL. In this past season, he scored 84 points in 68 games, which is his, in his second full season. 62 of those points were primary points, and 59 of those points were 5-on-5. Now, some of his strengths are his skating. It is said that he has good speed, agility, and acceleration. He's also a very, very talented goal scorer and has a very strong wrist shot, possibly one of the best, if not the best, wrist shots in this draft class. He also has a very quick release. Something I think that the Sabres had their eye on in this draft, though, was a center that could play a strong 200-foot game, and that's exactly what Dylan Cousins can do. He brings a very strong defensive side to his game. Some of the things that they say that Cousins lacks is his weight. Uh, He is obviously a very tall guy, but he is very lanky. So he likes to play a very physical game, and in order to play a physical game at the next level... It is being said that he should obviously gain some weight, which is something that I agree with. If he put on about 10 to 15 pounds, I think that he will be a very effective and very efficient um, to be able to uh, prepare it, I'm sorry, to be able to play a physical game at the next level. Also, they're saying that because of his lanky frame, that he is sometimes easy to play off of the puck, which, you know, I don't necessarily think that's a very good thing, but of course he is Still a young man, and he is going to fill out over the next year or so. Another one of the players that the Sabres picked in the first round was defenseman Ryan Johnson. He is 6 feet tall, 175 pounds. Some of his strengths are that he is a very good skater. I'm sorry, a very good skater. Smooth stride, and he has excellent footwork. He also has strong agility and can carry the puck out of dangerous situations in his own end. And by doing this, he can create and generate clean entries into the opposing offensive zone. Something else that he is very good at, obviously, which I hope based on his position, is his defense. Uh, He is very good at keeping opponents to the outside and limiting their chances in close and from dangerous scoring areas. Again, one of his weakness. Uh, again, a weakness for him, which seems to be some of the themes of you know the younger guys when you draft them, is uh, that he lacks uh, muscle. He lacks muscle mass, and that he's not a very physical player. Um, that's the big knock on him. And you know, I think they had him ranked as the thirty four thirty uh, fourth best player in the NHL draft. Um, obviously, the Sabres thought a little bit more highly of him, drafting him at the 31st pick overall. Another thing that he lacks is offensive consistency. Now, they're saying that on some games, he is very, very, uh, a very, very good puck mover, can get the puck out of harm's way very easily, very crisp, and very clean puck mover. But that other games, he really, really struggles to be able to pass the puck period that he has a lot of trouble tape to tape passes and just getting it out of his own zone. 
So it's he is going to be a developmental project down the road, but all signs point to him being a very, very solid defenseman in the years to come. Now, after the first round, GM Jason Botterill did a press conference, and he had this to say about uh, Dylan Cousins. The pick for you guys. I think he's size, speed. And it's not just speed, you know, the way he plays. He pushes the pace quite a bit out there. Um, versatility, playing center, playing wing, uh, his ability to play a two, uh, two-way game. So uh, there were so many different attributes. And, and you look over the our our report trail with him all year, whether it was the Linka in August, throughout the year, U18s at the end of the year. He was very consistent from that standpoint. So uh, we felt very comfortable making the selection there. Jason Botterill also had this to say about their second selection in the first round, Ryan Johnson. Thirty-one. What made Johnson really the pick for you guys there? Well, we felt very comfortable uh, his sort of development throughout the year, and again, you look at it, uh, uh, some similar characteristics to Dylan. Uh, very good athlete, uh, a very good skater, um, has that ability to to play well in his defensive zone, play against other teams' top top players. But then it also has uh, the sense from a puck moving ability. And I think when we talk about what we eventually want, our, our team, how our team wants to play and how we want to play when we're successful, you know, it's it's our, our defensemen joining the rush, our, our defensemen getting pucks up to up to our talented forwards. And I, we really feel Ryan makes, uh, fits the bill. So maybe it's just me, but listening to those comments by GM Jason Botterill, it doesn't necessarily give me a lot of confidence in the picks that they made. It seems like they had a plan in place and their plan kind of got thrown around a little bit and that maybe they weren't prepared and they really wanted to move that second first round pick in order to try to get themselves a top six forward. But Moving on, we're going to go to the next round. The Sabres did not have a second round pick as that was traded away in the Jeff Skinner trade. But we go to the third round and the Buffalo Sabres select Eric Portillo, a six foot six, 210 pound goalie. And it is being said that he is a calm and composed netminder who plays deep in his crease and lets his big frame and size work to his advantage. He will be playing in the USHL in 2019-2020 and will play for the University of Michigan in 2020-2021. Now the Buffalo Sabres moved up in the fourth round to draft forward Aaron Hugeland, who was a high school player out of Rocio High School. He scored 17 goals and 35 assists for 52 points in 24 games. He is committed to the University at Minnesota for the 2020 and 2021 season. Next, we move on to the fifth round where the Buffalo Sabres, I believe, trade up again. But this time they draft Philippe Zadervquist. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. He is a six foot one, 187 pound forward. He has scored four goals and four assists in 33 games in the SHL, and it is said that he has good offensive skill set and soft hands and a very heavy shot. Rounding out the list for the Buffalo Sabres in the sixth round is Lucas Rosek, a 5'11", 165-pound forward. He scored four goals, five assists, and nine points in the Czech League in 34 games. And there it is. There you have it. 
for the 2019 Buffalo Sabres draft class. Now, some of the things that were kind of disappointing during the whole NHL draft is the fact that Jason Botterill did not make any trades at all. And I think a lot of people fully expected him to make at least one big splash and try to get that top six forward that the Sabres so, so desperately need. Now, another thing that comes with the draft, obviously we won't know until years down the road, is that the Sabres have got to, got to, got to, got to start hitting on their later round draft picks in the NHL draft. Their most successful teams are are teams who have been able to hit and find those diamonds in the rough in the draft, and the Sabres, at least of late, have just not been able to do that. Now, back to the trades again. There was said to be an unprecedented amount of talk uh, by the GMs during this entire draft, and not a whole lot happened. A couple of pretty big trades happened. But not a whole lot, not the activity that I think everyone thought would happen uh, in this draft. And I had a question. I put a uh, Twitter poll out there. I had 63 people vote on it. And 60% of those people answered yes to this question. Do you think the trade of Ryan O'Reilly has made GM Jason Botterill gun shy? Now... After hearing some of the trades and seeing the reactions to some of them, I got to think that, you know what, at first I thought that maybe Botterill would have been gun-shy and not wanted to pull the trigger on a lot of the trades that may or may not have been in place, but I commend him for actually not pulling the trigger now, because if it was going to take a first-round pick for somebody like a JT Miller... I just don't see the value there, at least not for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, we have too many holes to fill, and though that you know the holes aren't going to be filled for two, three, four, maybe even five years down the road, I think this is where the Sabres definitely need to draft and be able to draft well. And I think it showed that there was a couple of guys that Botterill and his staff really wanted as they traded up two times to get uh, Sidervquist and uh, the other gentleman, Aaron Huglin. Now, again, this GM needs to really, really hit and his staff need to really hit on their later round picks. Hopefully this can uh, bring a lot of depth into the organization, something that they have not had in what seems quite a long time. Now, in the next segment, if you stick around, I did a little bit of playing around and I wanted to see if I could come up with some lines that the Buffalo Sabres could potentially have to propel them into playoff contention, including signing a couple of unrestricted free agents. I did go by the salary cap also, so if you want to stick around to that, we're going to have a little bit of fun and play around with some lines. All right, welcome back. In this segment, I wanted to have a little bit of fun and try to do my best as a coach slash GM and try to put together some lines that I think could potentially put the Buffalo Sabres back into playoff contention, so to speak, and or get them into that wild card playoff spot that Sabres fans so desperately, desperately want and need, by the way. The Sabres now hold the longest active drought in the NHL as far as 
being playoff less. Uh, so that's something that they have taken over for the Bills, who the Pagulas have finally gotten them over the hump. Now it's time to get the Sabres over the hump. We don't want to be the team in the NHL with the longest active playoff drought. So, of course, we're going to jump right into it and just start off with my first line. Now, my first line is obviously going to be Eichel between Skinner and Reinhardt. Uh, That line has shown that they can absolutely carry the team, and I don't think that the Sabres win as many games as they do last year or, or even close or score even as close to as many goals as they do without the Eichel, Skinner, and Reinhardt line. Now, my second line is the one that was not even in the NHL, I wouldn't say in the NHL, was not on the Buffalo Sabres and or in the NHL last year. Almost none of these guys played, uh, two two of the three of these guys played zero games for the Buffalo Sabres, and one of them played, I believe, six games for the Buffalo Sabres. Now, I thought that the Sabres absolutely needed a second-line center, somebody that can be a placeholder, somebody that could be a second guy to an Eichel, but to be a little bit better than a middle stat who has shown that he is clearly not ready for that second-line center role. I, Like I said in many other of my other podcasts and to many of my friends and family and things like that, I, I just didn't think that middle stat was ready for the role that Botterill put him in, I thought that being a third-line center was probably more his speed until he can catch up to the rest of the game, until he can bulk up, until he can uh, be a consistent threat out on the ice. Now, I wanted the Sabres to go out and sign Ryan Dezingle to center a line, to center the Sabres' second line. I think you can probably get him, I said three to five years. I'm thinking closer to five to six years, most likely, if you do sign Dezingle. Now, the Sabres have 18 point, roughly $18.9 million in cap space for this year, and a lot more cap space is going to be coming off next year and the year after. They're going to lose a lot of big contracts, uh, so they will definitely be able to free up some cap space. So don't let these numbers alarm you, and don't let, don't think that we won't be able to sign uh, Rasmus Dahlin and Sam Reinhardt to contracts uh, after this year. Uh, they will have plenty of cap space moving forward. And like I said, I chose Ryan Dezingle. He has had back-to-back 20-goal years, and he has uh, steadily improved on his offensive game over the last few seasons. I think he is the type of guy that you can get. He is a little bit older. I believe he is 27, 28 years old. You can get him to be that that placeholder until that Casey Middlestat is ready or until that Cousins is ready to step into Buffalo's lineup. And I, with his points per game, he is somewhere around a 40 to 50 point uh, per season uh, score. So I I think you could probably get him in at around $5.5 million per year, which would give you uh, $13.4 million in cap space left for this season. Now, what do you do on the other side? Uh, because I believe that the Sabres have a top six forward that they didn't have last year. I think Victor Olofsson is ready to jump into that top six and be uh, relied upon for the Buffalo Sabres. He has shown, or when he played for the Sabres last year, he looked incredibly comfortable. Uh, his, You know, the shot that everyone was talking about, it, it definitely shined through, and he looked very comfortable playing on a top line with Jack Eichel. 
Now, I, I have him slotted in here as a second-line winger with Dezingle, and I think the Sabres should go out and get another top six forward, and I think they should sign Gustav Nyquist as he's going to probably be very low priority for the San Jose Sharks to re-sign. I think he's going to jump right into free agency, and I think that the Sabres can get him for anywhere from, uh, it's probably going to be three to five years. I was hoping maybe a four-year deal. He is a little bit older. I believe he's 31 years old, so that could play against the Sabres if you sign him too long-term into the future. You could have another Kyle Ocposo-esque uh, contract on your hands, and that's something that you definitely, definitely don't want. I believe that even though he scored his career high, I believe he had 60 points last year, I think you can still get him in around the 5 to $6 million per year range. And I don't think that if you, you sign either of these players, if you go too much over the the annual average value that I'm giving you here, and if they, let's say they sign him to a $6 million a year contract, that would still leave the Sabres with $7.4 million this year to go out and potentially sign maybe a defenseman to shore up the, the Buffalo defense. I didn't in this exercise sign any defense, any free agent defenseman. Of course, this is has no trades in it whatsoever. This is just the Sabres roster with a couple of free agents and uh, and calling up some guys from the AHL. Now, my third line I have as Casey Middlestat, Connor Sherry, and Evan Rodriguez. Now, Evan Rodriguez, I think he is going to be a, a kind of a sleeper guy this year. I project him to get somewhere between 30 and 35 points for the Buffalo Sabres. He has gotten better in both of his years that he has played. I think he went from 20 to 20 or 21 points up to 29 points his past year. He had nine goals and 20 assists in, in this past year. And I'm looking for Middlestat to take a pretty significant jump. Uh, I want I want him to be in the 35 to 45 point range if I could potentially get him in there. And again, I want Connor Sherry to just kind of be Connor Sherry. I want him to <clears throat> score... 35 points-ish. If he can, that would be fantastic. And my fourth line is going to be Larson, Jurgensen's, and Kyle Ocposo. I put Kyle Ocposo here just because his cap hit is way too big. And he had an okay year last year. I think he scored 14 goals. He's still serviceable on the power play. He's still serviceable on the fourth line. And you put him with a Larson and a Gergensen's, and he doesn't necessarily have to do a lot of the the heavy lifting, so to speak. Uh, he can just kind of, you know, be one of the the, the grinders with with these two, and be you know maybe a penalty killer with the uh, with the Larson and the Gergensen's. Now, again, I'm not a huge fan that they um, decided to tender offers to Gergensen's and Larson. I think both of those guys kind of needed a, a change of scenery. But uh, Gergensen still has a little bit of a scoring touch. And, and Larson, he's okay for a fourth-line guy, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I, I just really thought that the Sabres needed to go in a different direction. But they didn't. And, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Now, my defense, the way I did my defense is I tried to match guys who didn't necessarily play the same type of game. So don't jump all over me when I say this. And don't necessarily think that I think that these are the best two defensemen. Uh, off the top, I got Rasmus Dahlin with Jake McCabe on the 
first defensive pairing. Now, like I said, I chose Jake McCabe to go with Erasmus Dahlin. Obviously, Dahlin is going to be our, our, our bell cow, our workhorse. I think he's going to take over for Ristolainen in that sense. And I think he's going to have a pretty big year coming up in this upcoming year. I chose Jake McCabe because he's more of a stay-at-home defenseman. He's more of a guy that'll kind of hang back and he'll give Dahlin the freedom to go up and be who he is and go ahead and join the rush and, and you know, try to generate scoring opportunities uh, when he attacks the opposing team. Now, if we do not trade Ristolainen, I have Ristolainen on my second D pair to go along with Brandon Montour. I think that that is actually a pretty solid second pair uh, as far as NHL standards go. I think that they could pretty much match up with most uh, uh, second-pair defensemen in the NHL. Again, I don't think Risto is as bad as everyone in Buffalo thinks he is, but I also don't think he is as good as everyone outside of Buffalo thinks he is. And Brandon Montour, he's obviously a a very solid defenseman, uh, and he can also join the rush and give you uh, a solid offensive game also. Now, I left Scandella out this completely. I know that he is still with the Buffalo Sabres, but I think he is our seventh defenseman. I went with Casey Nelson as our bottom three pairing. And I know that he's going to get a lot of playing time coming up just because of injuries and things like that in Lawrence Pilot. But I chose Zach Bogosian simply because... I just think that that leadership and, 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 and ability, he still has a decent ability, but just not in the top four. I want I want Zach Bogosian to be in my, my bottom uh, defensive pairing with the Casey Nelson. I think he will, I think that's at this point in his career, that's where he belongs. I think that he will be able to have significant contribution from uh, that standpoint. And I overall, I think that this lineup could potentially get the Buffalo Sabres into sniffing the playoffs. I think that this lineup is good enough to potentially capture a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. Now, I don't think that they'll win the division because the division is absolutely stacked. You have Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto all in front of you, and I don't think that this lineup is going to be uh, good enough to propel you past any one of those three teams. So you're looking at a wild card spot, and I think the Sabres can can capture this, this second or third wild card spot again. I think a lot of it is it going to rely on some of the scoring, and if we can potentially get these free agents to come to Buffalo, yes. But I think a lot of it is going to come from the defense and what we are, what what the new coaches uh, Ralph Kruger is going to be able to do with our defense, and and how that's going to be able to help our goaltenders out. Uh, in this next year coming up. Obviously, I think we're going to roll with Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark again. Both guys had up and down years. Olmark, or, or uh, Carter Hutton, I beg your pardon, started out really hot. He had a great uh, first few months. Uh, same with Linus Olmark. And then both guys kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. And it's not all of it's not all on them, of course. Their defense was not very good in front of them, and that caused uh, a lot of odd man opportunities and a lot of opportunities in very dangerous scoring areas where most goalies in the NHL would be, you know, kind of helpless. Um, so I, 
that's the lineup that I came up with. Let me know what you guys think. You can email me at sportstalkbuffalo716 or sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at sportstalkbuffalo716. You can also um, leave a comment, uh, private message me if you can. Just let me know what you guys think of the lineup that I have created here. Tell me if you think that I have done enough to be able to get the Sabres to that next level and be able to get them into the playoffs. Again, thank you guys for listening. I had a blast doing this. This was a really fun week for me. Uh, Thank you guys, and you have a good week.